Our Sarpy County Tourism pregame show continues getting you ready for the Chasers and the Indianapolis Indians here on Saturday night. They're actually the Runzas tonight. The president of the Runzas this evening is Marty Cordero. He joins us now. Marty, thank you very much for taking some time with us. And congratulations on getting this, this plane lifted off the ground for 2022. Yeah, you know, it's a great year here at Warner Park, but it's also um, an important one across the 120 markets in, in in minor league baseball and you know i'm i'm like a lot of other operators you know we know uh that baseball fandom starts in local communities it's grassroots and whether that's through little leagues and t-balls that grows up you know and goes through high school and then college and then minor league baseball across the country 120 markets and and obviously major league baseball plays a part in that as well but you know it's really really what we do um and tonight Runs us, you know. That's at the core. You know, it's um, it's a Nebraska-based um, organization company, and if you haven't had a Runza out there, you should try one. They're tasty. You can get them tonight here at Warner Park. Oh, I plan to. And uh, so it's a fun night. You know, tonight is about a different moniker, but it's also about fun, and we'll also be raising some funds as well with the Jersey Auction. Yep, Jersey Auction after the ball game tonight. If you can, give us kind of a State of the Union, not necessarily Union Omaha, which we'll get to in just a little bit, but a State of the Chasers now that you're 50 games in. Yeah, you know, it's been a great year on the field from a perspective of players going to the big leagues. The Royals have had some holes, they've had some injuries, and, you know, you've seen some players go on to make their Major League debut. You've seen some players go up and get a cup of coffee, and then you've had you've seen some players go up and stay like Emmanuel Rivera and some of the others, and now MJ Melendez. So, no, the state of the Chasers is there's a lot of prospects in the system. Uh, Vinny Pascantino, arguably right now, you could say is the hottest hitter in all of minor league baseball. Uh, and then Nick Prado, you know, learning a new position uh, in the outfield, whether it's right or left field. Mm-hmm. His bat hasn't quite come around like he hit last year, but we all saw what Nick did last year, and he, he started that progression at the alternate site two years ago down in Kansas City. Uh, so we know Nick has it in him. And, you know, a lot of pitchers uh, uh, for the Chasers this year uh, have shown some new stuff, but I would say probably the bullpen has been the strength of this club so far. You mentioned a couple of really big names, whether it was Vinny Pasquantino or Nick Prado, Bobby Wood Jr. you had last year. You know, what dynamic has that brought to you over the past two years since we started playing baseball post-pandemic? You know, I, I liken it to 2010 through 2014, 2015, when at the last year at Rosenblatt, we, we, we had Lewis Coleman and Tim Collins, and then we had Mike Moustakas, and we had Gerard Dyson. You know, we started to see the influx of talent in 2011 here at Warner Park. The whole team. I mean, you had Hosmer, you had Giovatella, Irving Falou was at short, but you had Mike Mustakas at third, Salvador Perez behind the plate, Lorenzo Cain in center field, Dyson. Uh, actually, Lorenzo Cain was in right because Dyson was in, was in center field. And that's not even to mention the pitchers that were led by Danny Duffy. So it was quite a squad in 2011 uh, that won the Pacific Coast League title, did not win the national championship that year. But I'm not going to say it's the same, but it's similar mm-hmm. from a talent perspective. And, you know, I'm very optimistic for the Royals next three to five years. Mm-hmm. Yes, they have to have players that develop and are successful at the big leagues, not just successful minor league players, but I'm very bullish on what the Royals are going to be over the next three to five years. Whether it was Witt last year or Prado and now Pasquantino this year, 
Are you aware that Vinny's nickname is Italian Breakfast? Yeah, I was told that uh, he's not a big fan of that. So <laughs> I'm not using that right now. Dan, you can if you'd like, but uh, I actually think it's a cool nickname, but, you know, I'm not the one that's being called Italian Breakfast. So this is what he claims to eat for breakfast every morning. He was told he needed to add some weight. So this is what he's having. Seven to eight eggs, bacon, chorizo, hash browns with hot sauce and ranch on top all mixed together in a bowl how do you feel about that as a breakfast and also possibly as a life choice well being italian sicilian <laughs> uh i like his choice uh to me chorizo is the best and i i, I love to make chorizo burritos for breakfast I, I don't put hash browns in them and i don't use that many eggs um, but, you know, I'm not the best hitter in minor league baseball, and he needs his fuel. <laughs> I don't think anybody uses that many eggs except for one person. <laughs> so we're talking with Marty Cordero, the president of the Omaha Storm Chasers. Meanwhile, Union Omaha is the soccer team who now plays. You're coming off some huge successes, even as recently as the past month. Describe that experience for us. Oh, you know, running a, a, a professional soccer franchise has taught me a, a lot of new things. Uh, it's a new industry. It's a different demo that we're going after. But it's also reinforced some things that I've been doing the last 23 years in minor league baseball. And maybe, you know, you kind of fall out of good habit and maybe into lazy habits or bad habits. So it's helped sharpen uh, on the baseball side. Uh, but from a soccer perspective, Coach Jay Mims put together a squad during the pandemic Um we started in 2020, would not have been our choice, obviously. That was our franchise's inaugural season. Last year, we go wire to wire, uh, first place, and then same thing in the playoffs, win the championship, and then we lose eight players, seven signed contracts to go up to USL Championship. We sold the contract of one of our players to a championship club. So eight players off last year's roster, much like players going from double-A AA to triple-A. Mm -hmm. And we didn't really know what we were going to have. So virtually 65 70% of the roster turned over. Yes, the goalkeeper of the year, Rashid Nuhu, is back. Uh, and then, yes, our team captain, Connor Doyle, who played uh, collegiately at Creighton and also has played in MLS professionally. Uh, but we knew we had those two pillars, those two anchors, if you will. And the team that Jay's put, put together, all they've done <clears throat> is make it to the round of eight in the U.S. Open Cup. Um, there's six MLS clubs left, one USL championship and Union Omaha. And along the way, we beat two MLS clubs. We beat Chicago and we beat Minnesota. And then on the 22nd of June, we get to go down and play this region's MLS team, which is Sporting KC. So I don't know that it's not going to happen because every time that I doubt this tournament run, we win. So I guess I'm going to continue to doubt, and <laughs> and hopefully we'll come out of that and we'll end up in the final four for the U.S. Open Cup, and it is quite a remarkable run. On the on the regular season in the table, we're not faring too well. We're toward the bottom, but we've played, I believe, five matches. Most teams have played nine to ten matches already, so we have plenty of time to make that up throughout the season. But the next home match here at Warner Park would be June 18th. Okay, so again, and we can always get a lot of information, and we'll ask you, we'll talk about that is where people can get tickets for those in just a little bit. But for people who are baseball fans listening to this, you know, I, I like to consider myself a baseball fan, a, a soccer fan, definitely thanks to Ted Lasso, among other things. So if you can put it in baseball terms for us, like the climb from Class A to Double A AA to Triple A to the major leagues, what does that ladder look like in soccer? 
Well, in in North America right now, USL League Two would be your summer like summer college baseball. That's your summer college soccer. Uh, Des Moines has a club, and then there are a number of clubs throughout the Midwest. So League Two would be that college level. Kind of your entry level true professional is USL League One. That's the league that we're in. And then the level above us is USL Championship, and then the level above that would be MLS. Uh, Major League Soccer did just recently start MLS Next. That's their developmental system. Uh, it's a little early to see how much of that's going to take away from the business of some of us that are in the USL uh, because they're more focused on player development. They're not really focused on the business aspects of it. Uh, it's kind of similar to the olden days of minor league baseball when a lot of major league clubs owned their minor league affiliates in the 70s and early 80s, and it wasn't really about selling tickets. It was about developing players, and then that's when they started to sell off their minor league franchises to local owners, and then mid to late 80s and then early 90s is when the boom of minor league baseball really started to take off. So I don't know. It's, a, it's an interesting industry. Uh, it, soccer is the fastest-growing sport in North America. It recently passed, this past December, it passed hockey mm. uh, for the fourth most popular sport in North America. So the big four, football, Baseball, basketball, soccer. It's not hockey anymore, which is very, very interesting. Mm. Leave it to you to break that down for us in a way that we, (laughs) as baseball fans first, could definitely understand. You know, something not everyone knows about you is that you're also extremely involved with Baseball America. You're the president of Baseball America. Don't you have enough to worry about? Well, I'm not. I'm I'm an investor in Baseball America. You know, Gary Green and Larry Botel, they serve as the chair and, and, and CEO president. Uh, but, no, I, I, I'm asked for my opinion maybe six or seven times a year on some some marketing things or sales-related things. But from an editorial and a content perspective, you know, we keep that entirely separate. And I feel that that's appropriate to do, those of us that are investors that work in the industry. But I do get a little irritated when Baseball America doesn't give enough credence to my Louisiana Tech Bulldogs from a college coverage perspective. Mm-hmm. That's where I get irritated. But uh, I, I can't complain because uh, on, the, on the pro side because Bobby Witt uh, Jr. has been on the cover a couple times, and obviously he was, he was player of the year, rightfully so, but he was player of the year last year. Mm-hmm. If only you knew somebody over there who might be able to give more coverage if to only, La Tech. But I haven't complained publicly until now or, <laughs> or asked for help, but we'll see. We'll the see. airing of grievances has begun. Marty Cordero, the president of the Omaha Storm Chasers in Union, Omaha. I can't thank you enough for spending some time with us. And on a personal note, I can't thank you enough for this opportunity. A chance to come down and see what life is like in Omaha and a chance to see how things run here has been really, really special for me, for the rest of my family this week, who allowed me to come down here and see this. I can't thank you enough. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Marty. Dan, you're welcome. You've done a great job. We're we're proud to host you. And, you know, that's one of the beauties of minor league baseball is there is still so much camaraderie in spite of the last 18 months and some of the divisions that were thrown our way. I'm really confident that we're going to um, come out of this four or five years from now, a stronger unified minor league baseball in spite of what's been thrown to us and, and, and what continues to be thrown our way uh, from the powers that be. So glad to have you. I'm glad my buddy Jim Jarecki and, and the crew in, in West Michigan allowed you to come down. But, you know, we hope fans continue to come out. We really appreciate their support during this brutal start to weather. For April was cold and windy. May was rainy. But June started off pretty nice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, whether it's baseball OmahaStormChasers.com or soccer, UnionOmaha.com. You can get all the latest information there or 
on our various social media sites. But thanks for having me today. It's first time I've been on pregame, and I really, I really appreciate the opportunity today. Well, once upon a time, John F. Kennedy once said, we choose to do these things not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Marty, can't thank you enough. Thanks so much for joining us here on the Sarpy County Tourism Pregame Show. Thanks, Dan. Much more to come as we look into the pitching matchup. Your starting lineups are next right here on 1180 The Zone.